March 12, 2020. It's a lot for Pedro's show. <laughs>
for Pedro Show. It is raining in SoCal. Thursday, ain't with Brother Matt. I'm in my own pad, but I'm not man low because of the wonders of those engineers in Estonia with their Skype software. I got Craig Bell with me. Welcome aboard, Craig. Hi, how you doing? It's I'm great glad to be to here. you aboard, fellow bass brother. We started yes, sir. Off, we started the show off with uh, John Coltrane doing impressions live November 1961. And then out of my head, Craig Bell. Uh, Craig, what's your earliest musical recollection? Wow. Hmm. Listening to the radio, top 40 stuff, things like that. What I think I might have heard like early Elvis stuff. I'm talking 57, 58, around in there. Uh, I I was you know glued to the radio when I was a kid. What I just town? I would listen whenever I could. What town, Craig? Uh, that would have been Buffalo, New York. Okay, the big. I buff. was I was born downstate in Elmira, and uh, I was my first memories are from Buffalo. So it's listening to the radio. Now, like car radio or home radio? Uh, car radio, home radio. Yeah, always had a radio. As long as I can remember, I've always had a radio can, can I in ask my you the bedroom sitch? or something. Can I ask you the sitch at home? Uh, uh, were your parents, brothers, sisters, whatever, uh, listeners or music sure. makers? And or? Uh, man, I don't remember anybody else being, being as into it as I was. But uh, moving on, my... my uh, my middle sister, I'm the second of four. I've got an older brother and two younger sisters. My sister Susan just uh, played some flute parts on this uh, new recording I made, which you played the song off of. Okay. But growing up, there was no instruments in the house. Uh, no, nothing in the house, but uh, we all, uh, going through our schooling, uh, yeah, I was uh, learned an instrument. That. I was going to ask yeah. you about that. At school, yeah. were you in the, in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? I was in the choir in junior high school. I wasn't in the band or the marching band. I never really got proficient on any instrument. Um, uh, played a little bit of trombone, a little bit of clarinet, but uh, didn't go anywhere. Let me ask you about your listening. I mean, can you remember what was the first record you bought yourself? Oh, yes, I can. It was uh, Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. I bought it at a uh, Kresge store in Buffalo. 45. 45 RPM. What was was the first gig you went and saw, Craig? First show I remember is probably something at uh, Cleveland Public Hall. They had an AM station in Cleveland called Wixie 1260, and they would have a fan appreciation uh, day. And I think one of the first times I went to see a musical group, a a pro group, not like a high school band, high school dance or or church dance or something, but I saw uh, Bob Seger. This is like 67, 68 I saw Bob Seger, I saw the Birds, and I saw the Beach Boys. Now you're, you're saying Cleveland. So when did you move from? This Buffalo? was in Cleveland. Yeah, when did you move from Buffalo to Cleveland? Well, I moved from Buffalo to Denville, New Jersey, in uh, 1959, and then in 1961, when I was in the third grade, we moved to Cleveland, and that's where I stayed uh, all through my school years. Okay, what about the uh, the trip where you? Uh, play in the garage or the bedroom or uh, basement band. Did you do any of that stuff? I did not do that. I I was not allowed to have a guitar. Guitars were not, uh, guitar, guitars were not real musical instruments in my family. So uh, 
no guitars for me while I was living at home. What I did do was I hung out with my friends who did have bands, and I hung out with them. I was the guy that was uh, willing to move the gear for you and willing to help you set stuff up and uh, just let me hang around with you guys, okay? That kind of thing. Okay, okay. Uh did, did you take did you take music classes except for the you were in the choir right I took choir classes I took some music lessons with the instruments yes I had some basic music training okay well how'd you get on the bass the bass guitar I uh, I ran into my friend Jim Crook at a Velvet Underground show in the spring of 1971 when I got out of high school in 1970 I wanted to get into a band so by the spring of 71 ran into my buddy Jim Crook, who introduced me to his good buddy, Jamie Klimek, and they were trying to start a band. Uh, we found out we all dug the same kind of stuff, and uh, uh, within a couple of weeks, they said, well, we need a bass player, you're the bass player, here's a bass guitar, here's how you tune it, figure out the rest for yourself. So I just took it from there. But you got it given to you, that's pretty avid. Yeah, I got one until I could get my own, which is this one that's right over here that I still have, a 66 Mosrite. Wow, and what did they uh, give you? I'm curious. Jamie, I think the first thing he gave me was a Hagstrom 8-string bass with four strings oh, on wow. it. wow. Yeah, I remember that. And, I think Jimmy played that on one of his records, Hagstrom 8 -string. Yes, yes. Those, that bass was around for a long time. There was a, I remember, a Les Paul, a Les Paul bass heavy son of a gun oh yeah i mean yeah a white one i don't remember whose it was but i played that for a little bit but then right after that i bought the mose right i think and those i've been were, playing that ever since i think those were called triumphs the, uh, the gibson yeah that's possible i mean it was heavy yeah yeah it was really heavy Les Paul himself designed that thing okay yeah. what about amp Man, first amp. I remember, let's see, I was using, uh, there was an uh, Ampeg uh, Panaflex, the old flip tops. Sure, uh, sure. 18, 18 uh, 15-incher, I think. I think I 15-incher, had one of those. First amp I bought, I had a uh, Custom 100 uh, Sparkle Blue Tuck and Roll, top and bottom. Oh, yeah. Two 15s in it. Creedence. It was beautiful. Creedence played It customs. was, oh, Man, those think, are great amps. I think the Ampeg you're talking about was called a Portaflex B15. Yes, Portaflex B15, right. that's it. I had one of those that came to K. Uh, nice, now, now, they're here, nice here's, amps. Here's what I want to ask you, Craig. The, the, yeah. You guys got a trio, right? What would you guys name it? Uh, well, you mean Mirrors? Oh, is this talking the about, of the band? Oh, for, Mirrors. Talking about first band? or what, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, we're... we're you know, this is the first time you're on bass and shit, right? First time, uh, we were a four-piece. Uh, my friend Mike oh. Weldon, who uh, I played in bands with, he was in some of those bands that I would hang out with. Okay. okay. Him and I were high school buds. He was on drums, so it was Jim and Jamie on guitar, me on bass, and uh, Mike on drums. Okay, and it's Mirrors. It mirrors, yes. And what was the first Mirrors gig like? First Mirrors gig was, oh, wow. It was uh, at this coffee shop at the YMCA in the town we lived in of Lakewood, suburb of Cleveland. And there was, like, nobody there. You know, the typical first gig, nobody's there. The guy who brought us in there felt so sorry for us that shortly thereafter, 
uh, he hired us to play at his bowling team's uh, party at his house. So we went and did that one. I some some people say it was the same night. I don't remember it being the same night, but I know it was shortly thereafter. And we were downstairs and we're playing Velvet Underground covers. And there's all these what I considered at the time I was you know, 19, 20 years old, I consider old people, they might have been like, you know, 30. And uh, they're dancing to I'm waiting for my man or something. And I'm like, wow, this is great. So yeah, our first our first gig was a bummer. But the offshoot of it, the next one was really cool. Now, uh, the material was mainly covers. Did, did you do any original stuff? Oh yes, uh, right from the get-go, Jamie and Jim had uh, wow, had originals, great. and uh, we we were doing uh, early versions of stuff like Shirley, and uh, oh, I'm not exactly sure what the other ones. But I think we're we're on our way home and um, going to Wyoming and stuff like that. But yeah, we did a lot of Velvets covers. We did some Trogs covers. We did some early Pink Floyd stuff when we could, you know, if we could figure it out. And uh, yeah, Craig, yeah, you we gave did me this. Craig, you stuff. gave me this song here. It's called "I Like Ives." And yes, yeah, but how do you pronounce the band name? X blank X. <laughs> of course, <laughs> X blank X. I've never known how to say that. <laughs> I want to play it right now, Craig. <laughs>
weather. I'm going insane. I can hear you disintegrating while it's grass.
Permission, people, to call it whatever I want, <laughs> but I'm going to go with the X Black Gangs. Yeah, that's something. That's uh, some one of the newer recordings we've just uh, we finished up an album here over the winter called "The Monster That Ate Cleveland," and uh, we're shopping it around right now, and that's one of the tracks off it. Now, people, this the, he's talking about something just recent, but the band actually goes back to 1979. Band goes back to 79 when uh, John knew he was leaving Cleveland after the Eels and everything, uh-huh. and he was heading to heading to New York. And he met Andrew at a party, and he said, why don't we do a band for the summer? And uh, they said, okay. So they got together, uh, some of the locals there, I think um, Anton Fear and, uh, and Jim Ellis. And they, uh, Johnny Dromet, uh, put out a couple of singles. I don't know if they came out at the time or they came out after John left and went to New York. Then the band just was uh, dormant until I think 2014. John put out a uh, album of uh, old recordings and he uh, got some dates to uh, to tour in the summer of 2014. So him and Andrew got together, but the other guys didn't want to do it, and he ended up calling me, and uh, first drummer we had with us was, um, oh, my gosh, this guy named Matt that he that John knew from upstate New York. So we did some shows up around Detroit and Cleveland and places like that, and uh, things went really well, and one thing led to another, and here we are, what, six years down the road, and we're still at it. We're supposed to play next week and uh, at Nowhere Fest in Columbus, Ohio. Probably will get scissored. I don't know. A lot of these I'm festivals to, are. Waiting to, waiting to find out. Anyway, let's tell people what else I played. I played Sarah Oswald and, and Felder Melder with uh, Folding Deltas. Uh, Vistani uh-huh. and gu- gu- Guitare with uh, Mamiel Halapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapap
Yeah, but not be. Now, I know this is Bob Pollard out of Dayton. You're the hard hitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren mm-hmm. out of New York with forecast. Schizofuel out of Amarillo with the big D. Wow. Looking forward to seeing Brother Skids. And Fantasy Spiders, they're out of the city, uh, San Francisco. I, I, I dove in the ocean. And finally, 6-2, and two, Rocket from the Tombs. Now, how much f- from the mirrors does it take to get to the Rocket from the Tombs days? Not long, man. Okay, Not tell, long. Me, tell me about it. I joined, I joined Mirrors in 71, right, uh, as Jim had, Jim had just come home from his uh, tour of duty with the Army, and yeah. he had come home, and uh, they, we started up the band. About a year later, I got drafted. Yeah. So I was gone until the uh, uh, winter of uh, January of 1974. I got out of the Army, and in the interim, Jim, uh, Jim Jones joined up with uh, – mirrors and played and when i came back i rejoined the band and i was with them and probably the november of 74 uh peter peter lochner approached me and asked me if i was interested in getting together with him and david and a couple of what he said at the time a couple of kids i met and uh they're going to put this this hard rocking band together and i uh, was thinking that you'd who, be who, good who, for it if you want to do it who who were the kids was it cheetah Cheetah and Johnny, yeah. Oh, and Johnny, okay. Cheetah and Johnny Blitz, yeah. Right, um, right. Uh, Peter, Peter knew everybody. Yeah, you know, right, he right. so he always had somebody in his back pocket that you know maybe somewhere down the line, man, we can get something together. So yeah, uh, so by the end of '74, I was rehearsing with Rocket while uh, while I was still in Mirrors, and then when Rocket's first gig came up at the end of that year in December. Since I uh, Mirrors was also on the bill, Jamie didn't want me playing with Rocket that night. He said, I want you just to play with Mirrors. So I said, okay. So Rocket played without a bass player, and I played in Mirrors that night. And a couple of weeks later, Rocket played again, and I played with them, and that pretty much was my first first time on stage with them. Tell me about the first gig that you did with them. Not the first gig where you didn't get to play with them, but tell me the first gig you didn't get to play with them. I'm First game we like. did to play with them was late January or maybe it was early February, but it was at the Agora in Cleveland, and we were opening for Iron Butterfly. You know what? And it was Minute awesome. Man, Minute Man and Black Flag. The Agora had downstairs something called the Pop Shop or something? Uh, yes. Yes. It was called The Mistake. At that time, it was called The Mistake, but yes, later on it was called The Pop Shop. Yeah, early 80s. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. okay. And then the Agora ends up burning down, right, mysteriously. I think that location burned down. That was after I split I split town in 76 and moved to Connecticut. Okay. And that happened afterwards. Yeah, I think they moved. I think they moved from there. They moved um up to the big building they're in now. Yeah. So so what was that gig like at the Agora opening for Iron Butterfly? That was just it was you know, all of a sudden I was going from playing I'm playing with mirrors and and we were we were getting whatever gigs we'd get somewhere here and there. We'd be in a, like, we were at Clockwork Orange playing on Tuesday nights to maybe, you know, five off-duty cops and three of our friends and things like that. And I go from there to going out on the Agora stage, and the place is packed. And it's just, you know, and, and the amps are big and the noise is big. And, man, it was I'm standing there. I'm just going, yeah, 
This is exactly how it's supposed to happen. <laughs> and it was a blast, man. It was absolutely. I, I, I remember on that gig that uh, that uh, people were just going crazy. They just didn't know what to make of us. And, and the one thing I remember more than anything else is that David would wear a choir gown back in the day, and he had a huge mop of hair. And he's sweating, and he just, like, at one point just flings his head, and I'm standing behind him. And I just get this wall. <laughs> the water. David Thomas. David Thomas sweat Must have, yeah, all over water. me. It's and I'm just like, yep, yeah, this, <laughs> this is it. Look, we're at the end of the first hour of the March 12, 2020 version edition of Lock Pedo Show. Special guest, Craig Bell. Hold tight for hour two. March 12, 2020, right. it's the second hour the Watt for Pedro show.
start off the second hour with Slow Down from Mirrors. Uh, Lucy Leave after that. Permission to protest. Bill's Pump with the Lustral Mug. <laughs> you can tell these bands are from England. Paper Mice, Angry Meal. Stoma, they're, they're Dutch dudes, Rotterdam. Excite and Emotion. 21 Vec. Uh, that, uh, they're Macedonia, Skopje. Vec means century, right? 21st century. With uh, Dvacha. Yeah. Javajka. Oh, my fucking. <laughs> and then finally, Bridgeport Bad Boys. That sounded a little Connecticut. With Muck yeah, Muck. that, well, that, that band never had a name. And uh, there's there's a story behind that. Give it to us. Uh, well, I moved after Rocks from the Tombs broke up in 75. In, uh, hung around Cleveland for about a year. And uh, finally just hooked up with a job out on the East Coast, so I moved out to New Haven, Connecticut. Once I got myself settled out there, I started looking around, seeing, well, can I, because, you know, there's got to be musicians around here, and, you know, see if I could uh, get something going, and you know, I saw this great, ad. You remind me, Craig, there's a great baseman yeah. out of New Haven, Connecticut, Doug Wimbish. Doug Wimbish? That's right. All right it's on. Is that something new? Yeah, he's playing with Living Colors these days, but he was with the Sugar Hill Gang. He's playing with Mark Stewart Mafia. And, I, wow. and also, Kitty was born there. The lady pl uh, played bass in Black Flag. She's born in New Haven. Oh, so Awesome. Anyway, so you're It was a nice town. I lived, there, I lived there for about 13 years. I really dug it out there. So you're looking around for music there, right? Yep, I look in the local weekly on uh, the back of the one ads, and there's this band needs a bass player for a recording. And I had been answering a couple of ads like this. I ended up uh, auditioning for our, our good friend, that that famous singer, Michael Bolton. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael Bolton. But when I knew him, it was Michael Bolton. Anyway, I didn't get I didn't get that gig. But I, I call up this number and I meet these young guys over in a couple of towns over in the city of Bridgeport. So I go over there one day, go into this working class neighborhood down the base of this place. And there's these big burly dudes all hanging around and these yeah. skinny little guys and amps and stuff. And they're going, yeah, man, yeah, we want to make a record. And we got this song. So they've got this song called uh, Big Hips. So we practice that and we're doing it, get it down and we record it. Sounds really good. And I said, well, great guys what are you gonna put on the other side in that they go well we don't know i said well i got a song showed a muckraker which ah. is a song i had written with mirrors in 74 uh, and we did it in rocket uh -huh. so i showed him that real quick and we tore it up and put it down and uh years went by i had the recording on a cassette uh, those guys never did anything with it. They all went on to different bands and things. I, you know, through those guys, especially Terry, the guitar player, I started meeting people around town, and one thing led to another, and I started a band. You know, we all sort of went our way. And it wasn't until here uh, a couple of years ago when I put out the Darwin Lane, a.k.a. Darwin Lane album, that I culled together old recordings of the era where I wasn't putting out much music, but I was still recording stuff, yeah. And that was one of the songs I said, man, this is a great version of this song. Man, I got to get this out. So I named it the Bridgeport Bad Boys. So that's really on me. If those guys want to call it something else, they can call it something else. But, you know, what are you <laughs> going to do? <laughs> and 
and yeah, you know, it's just it's it's that's that's the the project that got my feet on the ground in Connecticut and got me started playing out there. And man, I owe those guys a lot just for that. Well, thank you, guys, Bridgeport Bad Boys. Uh, Craig, I'm gonna play uh, something here called Saucers. It came up ahead, tails was my choice. The doorbell rang, I grabbed the phone. I saw your face, I felt ashamed with was a name. I got bored, wrote a book. I got tired, I went to sleep. I was bored, I read the book. It's all so strange, it's got to change with was a name. Wrote the book. I made a film at 20 mil. The film was crap. It won an Oscar. I wasn't told that didn't show what was a name.
Just worry too much about who they are. And then they just have to try to get their minds off that shit. Because they hate most of it. And so now, all they try to do, at least all I try to do, is just pretend that I'm not human. Some other species. Any other species. Any other species. Or if else not any other species. Then I guess there's only one other thing to be. Which would it be? To not exist at all. In a perfect world, I'd be a non-human. Or else, I would not exist at all.
something so beautiful you don't want to give it away. Pour over it, ponder it, hold it in slow amazement, then finally part with it. That's what it takes. Yours affectionately, a finished product. That was me Watching the people passing push for something lasting that was me the great American unseen hiding hope and hatred being just when the
It's nothing more than light fading And darkness creating Some place to roam Another frontier to own Hold on Hold on Hold on To it Saucers, uh, toss to coin. Start off that chunk of music there. Healers after that. Mind funk earth, mind fuck earthquake from the healers out of Illinois. A kind of pigeon who wants to be a pigeonaire, and that's uh, Milano. They're on lockdown now. The whole country of Italy. Yeah, uh, I know. It's that's crazy. Yeah, Jerker Graham after that with classically handsome Trotsky Iceback first music from them in 20 years, Oxygen, The Destroyer, mm. uh, Neto Millick Cooperative, 
Sunse. I think uh, he's living in Trieste now. Joe Brewer, Jack Brewer's cousin, out of Madison. With the, so that's how Nicholas Mares downrange, and finally Saucers again. I need drugs. Tell me, where do Saucers fit in between between Mears and Rocket? Saucers was the band that I put together after I did that Bridgeport Bad Boys recording and started to meet people in Connecticut. That is the band that uh, oh, we got together band. in New Haven. Okay, okay. So we did that one, and uh, in that, uh, some folks in there that went on to do a few things. Uh, Seth Tiven, John Tiven's brother, sure, is sure. the guitarist in Saucers. He also was in Dump Truck and is living down in Texas now. And I think John Mark became a, a producer, engineer guy in Nashville or something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's still down in Nashville. Yeah, yeah and Mark Mulcahy on the drums. Mark went on to form Miracle Legion and oh, yeah. uh, had a pretty nice solo career since then. Small world, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, you know, there's a lot of great players out there, man, and yeah, I've yeah. been very lucky to hook up with a lot of them. Well, you know you what? Know, and been able to play with some great people. There's, there's good people playing all over the place. There really sure is, are, man. Really is. That's one really neat thing about the internet, and why uh, one thing I like to try to do with this show is put out, let people hear stuff that they can't hear otherwise, maybe. Uh, so, so how long does Saucers last? Saucers only lasted about two, three years. Okay. Can, 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 getting back to Rocket, uh, you know, I had Frank uh, from uh, Smogvale on a couple weeks ago. And yeah. put out Peter's box, you know. Uh, yeah, boy, that's something I else. I want to ask you, Craig, what was it like to play in a band with Peter? Peter was uh, Peter was fantastic, man. Like I said, he came. I'd known Peter. He was a fan of Mirrors, and he would um, he would be around. You know, he would come to see. He when I said there'd be three people who'd come see us play, two of them would be Peter and his wife Charlotte. Okay, and. Uh, and Peter was a real champion of local music. He was a real champion of, of anybody who was trying to do something creative. He, was, he wasn't going to tell you, don't do it. He was going to encourage you to, to take it further. And, uh, you know, and working with him, playing with him, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, him, two sides of the coin. I mean, the guy's a phenomenal musician and everything, but, but you know, everything gets to a certain point and then it ends. And then something else starts and then it ends and something else starts and then it ends. And that was kind of the, the pattern that went along with, with uh, being involved with something with Peter. Okay. Because, I mean, you have the personal experience of actually being in a band with a man. So I, I lived with him. And you lived with him? Wow. William, I lived with him and Charlotte in there in the plaza for, well, better part of a year. Okay. But maybe living's a little different. Well, maybe it's the same as being in a band. <laughs> yeah, it's it all it all sort of ran in together. It uh, still was, does, really. You know, he was a guy who liked to play a lot of covers, but then he had some great originals. Uh, he, how he was sure it with did, the bass? Yeah. With, with the bass, did he write out your parts, or did he let you? No, never, man, never. He uh, that was one of the great things about Rocks from the Tombs was that we all approached the song and brought what we had to, to every song. There was no, uh, there was no here, play this. There was maybe, oh, you know, 
start at this note and go and go to this note and stuff like this. But yeah. no one's saying play exactly this, 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 and this. No. It wasn't like somebody brought a tape of a demo. Here, guys, we got to realize this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or somebody just up uh, final solution. Yeah. I walked I walked into the rehearsal space uh, for practice. David was there and he's sitting he's sitting at a table. And he goes, and we're waiting for everybody else. And he goes, hey, I got this new song I've been writing. Uh, let's work on it. So he starts just banging on the table. The girls don't like me because I got a misdirection. And he turns and looks at me. He goes, now do something. <laughs> so I was like, all right, hey, that's pretty good. So we mess around with that, and then everybody else shows up, and we show what we did to them, and then Peter says, hey, let's stick this on here, and da, 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 thing at the end of it, and yeah. we got a song. That's pretty much how it worked. Uh, People had things, and they brought them in, showed them to the other folks, and uh, then we just took it from there, and everybody brought themselves into the song. Can I ask you something about something oh. Tony Mamoni told me? Okay. Steve Canyon Blues, Tom Herman. I know Tom. But do you know about this song, Steve Canyon Blues? I've heard the name. I'm not familiar what the song's about. Tony told me that tune was really important to Per Ubu. Now, I know Per Ubu comes out of the tunes. Yeah, this idea mm-hmm. where you have the rock and roll thing and then it breaks down in the middle, sort of like 30 seconds, right? Uh-huh. You have the middle part going all crazy ass and then it comes back. And that's kind of the template. And he he, he gives credit to Tom Herman. So huh. I was just wondering if you're familiar with that. You know, you you're talking about a guy who only knows about the Cleveland stuff from what he hears. I wasn't there, you know, but I'm curious as yeah. hell because it had a huge impact on us Minutemen. Well, for sure, yeah. Uh with with Ubu, the way things went down with that was when Rocket broke up and everybody sort of spread out from each other and and I guess I don't know what you would call went around feeling sorry for ourselves. When Ubu came together, you know, that was another different thing. And uh, you know, every and people who weren't in Ubu, they had gone off somewhere else. Cheetah and, and Blitz went off and started doing dead boy stuff and right, yeah. you know i i started working with uh with brian mcmahon's brother kevin and uh doing that stuff and and at the same time just thinking i got to get out of here you know there's nothing happening here sure, sure. you know so so i ended up you know getting my sights on getting getting out of cleveland and uh and then ubu you know i went and i went and saw them of course when they played a few times before i left and i was aware when they put the put the singles out and stuff like that but i don't know what was going on you know within the band okay you know how all that was going down and who was doing what well for one thing you know i know tony wasn't playing but he said that tim and tom would switch off he said no one wanted to rock the bass so like someone got the garbage dude yeah you know? <laughs> look right there in the second hour march 12 2020 special guest craig bell what people show hold tight hour three <laughs> See, you got nothing to say about that, right? See? <laughs> March 12, 2020 is the third hour of Watt from Pedro Show.
eye to see what I see. Millions of red square backs descending on me. They come to your home. They come to your town. They are invading. They're hunting you down. They'll take you down. They'll take you down. Gather all your children. Run for your hills. Grab all your wives. Run for your lives. Square back attack. To see what I see, millions of red squarebacks descending on me. They come to your church, they come to your schools. They are invading, they're hunting you down. Lock your doors and grab your bats. They're coming for you, they want to attack. Square back attack. Square back attack. Square back attack.
attack.
Let me let you in on the latest scheme They're trying to destroy the American dream How we gonna feed our dream machines They're cutting off the supply of gasoline Fill her up, gasoline Everybody everywhere, gasoline Brothers and sisters, gasoline I wanna buy some gasoline Really like to wait in line. Please tell me why it feels so fine. I don't care, it's only time. Soon I'm good to go out of my mind. Fill her up, gasoline. Everybody everywhere, gasoline. Brothers and sisters, gasoline. I wanna buy stuff, gasoline.
Well, for Pedro Show, start off the third hour with Rock from the Tombs doing Read and Weep. My baby thinks I'm perfect, Ragnar Kavarin. Now, this is the, the bass player in this band. I just got this from uh, Kathy Ashton, Ronnie and Scotty's sister. She played uh -huh. bass in this band. She told me from the middle 80s to the late 90s, a guy named Ragnar. And, uh, yeah, they made some recordings. Ragnar. You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of Viking, huh? And yeah, San Arbor. It sounds familiar, though. Was that up in Detroit? Well, Ann Arbor, right? Ah, okay. College yeah. town. Yeah, it's near. It's yeah, near. yeah, it maybe is. forty miles. Or something. And San San Arno was square back attack. Somebody just handed this to me at a gig last week. Uh, Chinese herbal medicine. After that, Venus Redux, Zobodrome, Zobrodome, great whites and manatees, the cake holes. That's from uh, some guys from the hill uh, here with gasoline. And finally, the downfy with my sh sh Chatelaine. My Chatelaine. Yeah. Now, what's the downfy about? Downfy was when I moved out here, I moved. I left Connecticut in 1989 and moved out to Indianapolis, Indiana, where I live now. And I've right. been here 30, 31 years, I guess now. And, uh, I lay low for a little while till about the mid nineties and then started, started getting the fever a little bit again and started playing more. But uh, after Rock from the tombs reunited in the early two thousands and we started playing, I thought, wow, maybe it's time for me to start, you know, getting my thing back together. And I met a few guys around here in town and uh, started playing. We did about oh eight years, did a couple of CDs, a couple of singles and stuff like that. And, since then, I've moved on and uh, pretty much just working under my own name now. Who was in but the downfly was my my Indianapolis uh, my Indianapolis band of okay. the uh, aughts. So, kind of the Indianapolis version of the, the Bridgeport Bad Boys. <laughs> yeah, or 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 the Bell System, or Saucers, or yeah, that's that's. I'm always chasing that sound I hear in my okay, head. The Bell System. I want to play that now. Uh, What's the story on that, America Now? Is this when you start using your own name? This is uh, this was uh, back, yes, this was in the late 80s in Connecticut, and uh, we started using that name, kind of hoping we'd get sued, but the problem was that's right when they broke up the Monopoly and nobody cared. <laughs> so so we had a great name, uh, and... Uh, and yeah, we had, that was a, that was a great band. But we, we did a lot of recording, but we didn't uh, put out many records. We we were on a, a comp, a CMJ comp, one of those Scream albums sure. uh, that CMJ did back in the '80s, and that was pretty much the only official release of that band. So uh, the other recordings, uh, America Now and that stuff, uh, popped up on the AKA Garwin Lane album here a few years ago. Okay, let's listen.
Attack. Square back attack. 
time to let you in on the latest scheme They're trying to destroy the American dream How are we gonna feed our dream machines? They're cutting off the supply of gasoline Fill her up, gasoline Everybody everywhere, gasoline Brothers and sisters, gasoline I want to buy some gasoline really like to wait in line Please tell me why it feels so fine I don't care, it's only time Soon I'm good to go out of my mind Fill her up, gasoline Everybody everywhere, gasoline Brothers and sisters, gasoline I wanna buy stuff, gasoline
Last music for this edition, people. American Elf mm-hmm. the Bell System. Mold Oldman out of Baltimore after that with Spy Lamb. Rhythm 55, Riga Frisky Mossfoot Briskly from Andre Vita. He's in Berlin these days. Uh, Groove Creator Method, Brother Phil up in uh, Big Bear. Reverse in time, one hand, one head edit. And finally, Love Power, Craig Bell under his own name. That's one of my newest recordings there. Yeah. Made this album called The Room in My Head, which I'm working on getting put out hopefully this year. And where would you record it? At your pad? There's a studio here in Indianapolis called Postal Recording, okay. uh, run by some friends of mine, and I did the work over there. Okay, okay. Uh, the first tune I played out of my mind, is that from the same stuff? That's from the same stuff. Okay. That's the first song and the last song on the album. And, and, and you're talking about within the, the last year, right? This is recent stuff? Uh, yeah, I just I just finished. Uh, we mastered uh, last month, and I started in June and uh, finished up finished up in January. That's fucking great, man. I, I love it. Oh, it's been a lot of fun, man. It's great. been a lot of... A lot of changes, a lot of a lot of turnarounds during that, but wow, it's been a blast. Yeah, where can people find you on the internet, Craig? I've got a website at craigwbell.com. Okay, C-R-A-I-G-W-B-E-L-L.com, people. Go there and yes, check sir. it out. What, what's your next plan? Your next plan is this uh, mirror stuff, right? No, uh, X blank X. Well, X Black X has some shows. Got a show in Columbus uh, next Friday night, uh, the twentieth, and then the twenty-first in Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, after that, I got a uh, my band here in town now that uh, I'm playing around with. It's called the Rhythm Methodists, <laughs> and uh, we've got a show here in in April, and we got a couple of shows in Ohio in May, and then I go off on tour with my buddies from Canada, Simply Saucer. And we're doing uh, three weeks. We're going out west and uh, doing the west coast and down in Texas and doing some shows around there. Let me know when you're in SoCal so I can come see. We will be there on the 10th, 10th and 11th. We're hanging out in L.A., man. 10th and 11th of April? Of uh, June. June, June, okay. I might be here. You may, but but I'll see you here before that. Yeah, we'll see. I uh, yeah, well, I, <laughs> I don't want to put a damper in the pamper, but I think the fucking scissors uh, are coming down on that tour. Craig. Craig, it's been a huge honor, a base brother, Craig, for being on the show. It's, it's been an so honor. Much. It's been an honor to to talk to you, Mike. I have a blast, man. It's really great. To, it's really great to hang out with you. And absolutely, and your journey is amazing. But when you come up with some new music, will you come back on the show and we'll talk about it? I'll come back anytime you want, my friend. We can talk about all sorts of stuff. Okay, that's beautiful. People, March 12, 2020 edition of Waffle Peaver Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>